From the MZ Studios Dallas Virtual Studios in Cyberspace, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings everyone, it's your host Ryan Trimble, coming to you once again from the guest bedroom here at the Trimble Residence, joined once again by a man who I would never accuse of using the boss button during the NCAA tournament, Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Hey, Ryan Trimble, good day. Um, Did you know that they were moving the first round of the tournament from Thursday, Friday to Friday, Saturday? Totally messed me up, man. Totally had me completely goofed. I did not get that memo. Obviously, we've all had a lot more on our minds, and it was good to have the Yes. tournament which we'll probably talk more about in to in, you know to to distract us but i i was looking for some march madness on thursday yes uh while i was uh we were you know knee deep in another episode of sesame street i was like okay we got an hour to go here we got an hour to go before tip off not so much not so fast my friend it was uh not to be that last thursday it was friday what 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 do you what are your feelings? What are your initial thoughts on on this new setup? Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. I've seen some some chatter on the setup how we should have the tournament in one city every year. You know the the whole tournament in one city. Uh, I I don't know. Um, you could probably pull it off in a place like Dallas where there's enough venues and enough hotel rooms and. I, I just I that is a man that. who's given props to the hometown. Uh, that Good is for you. I am deconstructing Dallas. I'm yes. not deconstructing Charlotte. I'm not deconstructing <laughs> Raleigh. We are deconstructing Dallas. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I, I can't tell the difference necessarily watching it. I don't know what it means to all the teams. I think it's a it's a cool idea, especially for for where we are now. But. I I like the Thursday Friday, and I don't know. I know there's a lot of business productivity that goes down on that first Thursday, and I and also Friday of the tournaments. So I don't know if they're trying to, you know, water that down. But I I I missed first round action on Thursday. I did too. I missed going to Buffalo Wild Wings with you, hanging out, maybe spending an extra thirty minutes getting the extra fries. You know, top off my 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 iced tea one more time. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer. I mean, look, this is I'm a guy who grew up. You know, my senior year it was in Albuquerque, the first round, and I may or may not have taken a buddy down there and paid the guy at the door a couple, you know, twenty <laughs> bucks, and we sat there the whole day watching games. So, uh, yeah, I'm a Thursday Friday guy, but man, quite a tournament it's been. We got a lot of. Uh, a lot of upsets, a lot of Cinderellas still dancing. Sister Jean at it again. How's your bracket, Love Sean? Jean. You know what? I did not fill out a bracket this year. Yes. And it's probably the first year, not counting last year, that I can remember not filling out a bracket. And and I wish I had at this point, but I I don't know if I had watched a half of a college basketball game all year. And so I just I just really couldn't quite bring myself to do it yeah i was i was still um sulking from the way the smu basketball season ended (laughs) after showing flashes of promise perhaps the player of the year in the conference or who i thought should have been i know you're shocked kendrick davis our point guard uh 
who did not. I thought you said that the whole um, all-conference team should have been ponies. No? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I misunderstood that. I, I, you know, I can see where you might have heard that come out of my mouth before, Sean. But, no, it's, uh, it's good. I, I definitely miss the camaraderie of, of hanging out and uh, doing brackets. But, you know, we'll, we'll uh, thank goodness for vaccines and, uh, you know, hopefully people still uh, you know, following whatever protocols they're, they're still following so we can have Thursday, Friday next year to hit the boss button, sir. Well, um, you know, before we get to our guests, I did want to give a shout out to a current client and former client. Um, it was a really big announcement made when Four Oak Cliff um, acquired the former uh, YMCA building, the Moreland Y on East Ledbetter Drive in, uh, in Oak Cliff. Uh, and that, that Y had its roots uh, when it opened on Flora Street in 1930 as the original Moreland Y uh, and was a place uh, where African-Americans could, could go to the Y. And so I, uh, I want to definitely give a, a big shout out to, to Taylor Toynes and Xavier Henderson and their whole team at um, Four Oak Cliff, and uh, definitely, you know, we're currently working with the folks at the Y. And it was just really good to see folks that we know be able to, to, to make this happen that will really be a benefit to the community. Yeah, a lot, lot of synergy here, Sean. Um, yeah, I, I recently had a chance to, to coordinate with the Y on, on uh, getting people in, in all their facilities, helping those communities get registered for the vaccine. Thank you to the Y for doing that. Big shout out to Taylor and Xavier. Taylor, of course, a guest on our on our uh, podcast series last summer following the the uh, George Floyd killing. Um, uh, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, which was really great. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, we'd love for you to go back, take a listen to that four part series. We've actually started a new series. Cheap plug here. Uh, we are currently uh, in the process of producing the. You know the follow up to where do, where do we go from here? So stay tuned for that. But today we have another fabulous episode of our regular programming, Deconstructing Dallas, and we have a great guest today, Sean. Yeah, we are uh, very fortunate that we will have uh, Ali Chanduk on today with us, uh, who is marketing president and publisher of the Dallas Business Journal, um, our our local business journal here, who. We've gotten at our office as long as I've been there. There's usually a Dallas Business Journal sitting right there uh, on Carol's desk. And yes. uh, I know we get uh, our fair share of emails that are updating us on what's going on around town from the DBJ. And so uh, I'm really excited to, to get on with Ollie here in a few minutes. Yeah, me too. You, you know, I've, I've always I've got a, a, a fond memories of the DBJ. I remember as a young legislative staffer putting tabs on different pages, you know, so I could write these people congratulatory notes and, uh, you know, for the representative. And it, it's really fun. And of course, you know, we're happy to be on the uh, best places to work list at Allen Media, uh, the, the Dallas Business Journal's best place to work. So um, excited to jump in, check in with Ollie, hear all about what's going on at the Dallas Business Journal. And if someone only knew how many notes of thank you and congratulations <laughs> that you've written over the course of your stellar career, I, I yeah. would love to know what that number is. 
Um, but alas, we will we will just uh, hold there and all pontificate, and we'll be back right after this here on Deconstructing Dallas to talk to Ali Chandler. Uh, this is Sean Williams with Ryan Trumbull, Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, super excited today to be joined by our guest, Ali Chanduk. Ali, of course, the market president and publisher of the Dallas Business Journal. In our opening, I talked about some of my fond memories of being a, a lowly staffer and, and doing clippings out of the DBJ every, you know, every week and uh, giving my state rep all the notes and feedback. So Ollie, we are super excited to have you. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, Ryan. Happy to be here. Now, um, I know you are originally from Toronto, but you've had a, a long journey and, and been with the, the business journals for a while. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you made your way to Dallas. Uh, absolutely, Ryan. I'm, I'm uh, kind of got a, a, a virtue of really kind of a weird background. I grew up in, uh, like you said, in Toronto, Canada. Parents are from Philippines and from India. They met in Toronto. So somehow I ended up um, moving to Charlotte, North Carolina for college. Um, that was to play golf full time all year round. And so I ended up in Charlotte, was there for almost 20 years. I started working at the Charlotte Business Journal and uh, kind of you know worked my way up. I, I don't actually have a, an editorial background. I worked on the sales side of the operation um, spent some time there and then actually moved to the Business Journal's corporate office and traveled nationally. So I worked with all the business journals nationwide for about a year uh, and then was promoted into the publisher role in Greensboro, North Carolina. So I moved two hours down the street. Um, after four years there, I ended up here in Dallas in, in a much bigger market, but really kind of the same job. So here I am two years later, publisher at DBJ. Well, you know, DBJ has been around for a long time, 1977, and very respected, obviously, in this region. But can you talk about the team that you've got there at the DBJ here and, and what your focus is and even how you guys uh, fit into the, the larger business journal universe? Yeah, Sean, absolutely. We've got a, um, a team that you got to meet. Um, my, my group with department heads are very interesting characters. We've got, we've got many people know Jeff Schnick, our editor-in-chief. He's a guy that um, if you meet him, you won't forget. He's a character. He's probably, I think I texted him yesterday that you're a hilarious genius. Um, he comes up with things that you've never heard of before, but he, know, he knows a little bit about everything. So Jeff is a guy, if you have a chance, meet Jeff Schnick. He's awesome. Our VP of sales is Shelby Benton. Shelby really is the brains behind the operation, um, works with clients, sponsors, all of that. And, and then we've got a really solid team of um, reporters that many of you interact with. I think you've probably met some of them. They're out in the community. They're involved. Um, really a big part of what's happening here in North Texas, I'd say, because they're they're involved in Fort Worth as well. So um, team of about 25. We're probably not as big as people think. Um, 
uh, where we fit in, Sean, uh, you know, I, I, we're, we're very hyper local to the business community and then to this geography. So definitely North Texas. But then also, you know, the, the business community is what we focus on. We don't cover crime, weather, sports, any of that type of stuff, unless it pertains to um, some business implications. Uh, so, so we feel comfortable in our little segment. I call it little segment, but Dallas is a big business town. So um, a lot to cover. The news here, there, there, there's way more news here than there was in Greensboro, North Carolina. So it's a, it's a nice place to be. Yeah, and that's exactly where I was. I was headed next, Ollie. You know, uh, you spent time in Charlotte, but, but Dallas, I for one was raised to, to brag on Dallas, we're the economic might of the of the state and the country, and so uh, that was all to get legislative funds, of course, during my time as a staffer. But anyway, what in your eyes makes Dallas such a special place for business? And and tell us about the Dallas Business Journal, particularly as as you cover Dallas. Yeah, you know what's so great about Dallas, I can tell you. My- I, I was sitting in uh, in North Carolina, and and you know the the prospects of moving to Dallas came up, um, or moving to a larger market came up, and and you know I had my fingers crossed, hoping that Dallas was on that list. And part of it is you know even outside of Texas, we've heard that hey, you know what, people in Dallas are very open to to business partnerships, business relationships. There's always there always seems to be an open door and an opportunity to connect with fellow business leaders. When I got here two years ago, that certainly was the case. I mean, what what I learned quickly was people were um, open to a conversation, if that makes any sense. It it, it really, um, you know, that they were willing to hear you out. And and in some places across the country, it's not like that, right? So I think that's just, that's that's um, that's true of Texas statewide. Uh, but here, there's a there's even a little more swagger. I talked to uh, did did a little interview with Mark Cuban. And asked him to tell me why Dallas was such a great place to do business, and he said the same thing. It's just there's something different about this Texas swagger, and you can even call it the Dallas swagger. Uh, so, so you know, certainly that in the grand scheme of the business journals, we are definitely one of the larger business journal uh, operations. Uh, Twenty five people is is fairly large for us. Our newsroom itself is thirteen or fourteen folks, so that is a significant size newsroom. Uh, in fact, I think until very recently, we were the largest um, business newsroom in the state of Texas. So uh, that's a nice little thing to hold. I don't know how long that uh, that will hold up because others are starting to beef up as Dallas beefs up. So um, good place to be, definitely. Ali, you know, everyone loves a list, a top 10 list, the best of list. And that's something that, that's very popular with the uh, DBJ, our firm. Uh, is proud to be on the list of best places to work. But can you share a little bit about the popularity of those lists um, and, and kind of what you guys hear about the list that you put out? Yeah, Sean, it, it, it's uh, like everything else that we produce. You know, obviously we serve to inform and educate and keep people in the loop on what's happening in the business community. But one of the, the, the peripherals to that is the ability to use our content to build your business. Uh, and the lists are a great place to start. So as we produce this content, this is all data that we, proprietary data that we gather ourselves. Um, in fact, we have a data reporter that's dedicated to just producing those lists. Um, people use those those to prospect, right? Number one, to prospect, obviously, for, for research, just to determine who they want to work with and who they partner with. But, you know, when we're producing a list, it you know, we, we produce top 25 based on some sort of criteria out there. So maybe it's the top 25 um, 
accounting firms based on the number of CPAs, right? Uh, you've got contact information, you've got email address, phone number, all of it, the top executive. And so, so people use that to, to prospect and build their business. And the feedback we get is terrific. The, the, big, the big thing that folks sometimes forget is that we publish the 25. We, we have way more than 25 in our, uh, in our data. So, so there are ways to access that data and get more of it if you ever need it. Um, Sean, you mentioned the best places to work too. The event programs are a huge part of what we do, right? So, so we recognize business success in the community and people, people love that. I mean, I, you know, I think, I think, uh, these folks deserve the recognition, but, um, more importantly, it's a chance for people in the community to recognize their peers, right? To get their word out, to connect with people and put them in, in the spotlight. And so we certainly love doing those programs. Uh, and you guys are a, a best places to work for sure. Well, you know, we're excited about that. And this is a, a great conversation. We've got a few more questions for you. You can hang with us. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We'll be right back right after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, excited again to be joined by our guest, Ollie Chanduk. He, of course, the uh, market president and publisher of the Dallas Business Journal. Ollie, speaking, uh, turn towards the pandemic here, you know, it's my understanding that at the outset of the pandemic, the Business Journal audience actually began to to grow. Um Tell us a little bit about that and then how the pandemic changed how people are consuming news. Yeah, Ryan, great, great question. It was obviously an interesting time for everybody that uh, right about right about a year ago, I actually I remember it vividly, it was March 12th, we were supposed to host our annual 40 Under 40 Awards that afternoon. And I was on the way there when I got the call that we were shutting down. Uh, so so that, that had to happen fairly quickly. Um, what what happened was just a whole bunch of uncertainty. Like we did not know, um, you know, at the time I thought it was a week off, uh, something like that. Turns out we're a year later and we're still sitting in here in my, uh, in my uh, home office. Um, the 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 most interesting um, offshoot of the whole thing was the amount of traffic we got right away, news wise, and a lot of it had to do with the the government stimulus related stuff that was going on. Um, eventually, it was PPP and the. Um, all of that, all of those things that happened afterwards, but we've never seen page views and visits like we had for those first four or five months when you're taught like March through uh, September-ish probably. So so what it said to us was that, you know, our, our readers and yeah. the greater community were just at, at, a, at a need for knowledge and awareness of what was happening. And our, our news became a little more important than it already was. Um, so our newsroom, we got to a point where we were, we were working 24 um, seven. We had editors on call over the weekends. And so this was not a Monday to Friday operation anymore. We were on all, all week, all 24 hours, 
as soon as news came out uh, nationally, even regionally, statewide, we were all over it. So the newsroom really adjusted very well. It's tapered off a little bit now, um, but we've never had this large a subscriber base before. This is as large as we've ever been. We're about to crest um, 18,000 paid subscribers, which is the biggest number DBJ has ever seen. So it's, it's continuing to grow. The biggest shift that we saw from the pandemic um, was our events events world. Uh, we, ha- we had to learn how to be TV producers overnight. Um, so, so learning that pretty quickly was, was challenging. I've learned how to be a television star, a podcast star, much like you guys. Uh, it happened quickly and it was like a necessity, right? There was no other option. Uh, luckily, we've done it fairly well, I like to think. Uh, other, other folks have too. I've seen some really cool programs from the DRC and the North Dallas Chamber and all of that. So we're all kind of learning from each other as we go and trying to adapt. Well, Ali, we had a chance to talk to Taylor Tompkins um, maybe about a month ago and talk to her about the emphasis that you guys are putting on diversity and inclusion uh, and work for, in the workforce and, and how that's changing your reporting. So can you talk about how uh, the DBJ is addressing uh, DEI uh, going forward? Yeah, Sean, absolutely. That that uh, That is a huge focus for us, and it, it has been. Uh, before the events of last summer, um, we had already talked about, you know, elevating one of our reporters into a, a lead beat reporter for DNI, uh, and that was Taylor. And so, so Taylor certainly earned that spot. She was a uh, really building her brand in the community and growing her her what we call a beat. Um, so this was probably the fall of 2019. Jeff Schnick, our editor, and I talked about introducing that as a beat. And typically, when you look at the Business Journal, you see uh, you know, healthcare, real estate, manufacturing, those traditional beats that you would expect, we decided a long time, again, before the events of 2020, we decided that we needed to, to elevate a diversity and inclusion beat. Part of the plan was to elevate Taylor Tompkins into that role and let's see how it goes, right? And what, what has happened is her editorial coverage has really opened up uh, uh, new audiences selfishly for the business journal. We've tapped into folks that traditionally are not our readers, um, but more importantly, on the flip side for the community, we're bringing awareness to businesses that typically didn't get the coverage. So as you think about the Southern sector of Dallas, uh, you know, we hadn't written about these folks in the past. We hadn't engaged with them. We weren't in the community. By adding that beat, it gave us, uh, it gave us a platform to engage with different types of businesses, different type of business leaders. And it's really, I mean, it's, it's been, it's some of our highest traffic that we're getting from these folks. And we're now capturing what we consider to be the entire Dallas versus just everything north of uptown, right? So, so it's starting to take hold. We, again, we've only been doing this or covering this for about a little over a year. Um, But it's been very effective. We feel like that. We hear back from the community quite a bit that, that coverage has become very important for, for the, the entire city versus just what we traditionally covered. Uh, Sean, the, the other thing that we did, we introduced a new program, a new event program. We used to, we used to do a program called Minority Business Leader Awards. Uh, it was lacking and, and we needed to make it more inclusive. So we, we transitioned that program to what we call Leaders in Diversity. And, and we opened it up for people with disabilities to be recognized, for LGBTQ to be recognized. And then also we recognize companies and not just individuals. Uh, that, that, that just happened actually last month. And the feedback we got was just terrific. And we were, we were able to include people that were not recognized in the past. 
Um, so again, th those are just two of the initiatives. We have certain things and some other things kind of in the works as we move forward. But um, really our role, as you guys know, is to help tell the story and give a spotlight, give a platform to businesses and business people, regardless of their background, to give them the opportunity to tell their story. Man, that's really cool. I love hearing that. And, uh, you know, hats off to you all for, for, uh, for taking that on and, and recognizing that. You know, aside from from Taylor, we've had the pleasure in, in our roles at Allen Media across, you know, me and my colleagues and Sean, uh, you know, we've worked with Bill Hethcock and Brian Womack and even Jake Dean and some of your long-term guys. So, um, you know, how, how do you see their roles uh, evolving kind of like Taylor's role? Do you see more beats coming up? Tell us about what you see. Give us your crystal ball, I guess, into the, the coming year on how the DBJ is going to evolve. Yeah, no, Ryan, a great, great question. And, and Bill, Bill is our veteran in the newsroom. Bill's been in the newsroom longer than anybody else, including the editor in chief, Jeff. Uh, Bill and Brian are, are, are super vets. They've done obviously very good at establishing themselves within their beats. Bill, Bill now at the moment covers residential real estate and Brian covers technology. Uh, you know, obviously sitting here in Dallas, Fort Worth, real estate, commercial and residential is, is at the forefront. Uh, we'd like to continue to beef up our real estate coverage. So, so in, in fact, we've added a commercial real estate reporter who you, you may have gotten to know a little bit. His name is Ryan Salkert. Ryan covers commercial, Bill covers residential. There, there are plans to um, additionally to add on to cover some different geography. Now, you know, we've done a good job of covering, you know, as, as we're talking, we're talking deconstructing Dallas. Um, we do want to capture the entire 12 county region. So, so there, there are some talks to add potentially somebody in the northern suburbs of Dallas, somebody in the uh, Tarrant County area, just to really make sure we're capturing all of the great things happening real estate wise. Um, the, other, the other thing that is becoming an important part of what we're doing recently, we, we added a, a, a whole entire platform called NTX Inno. So that's North Texas Innovation. And, and what we're trying to capture there, we, we typically, or we used to miss that, that smaller tech company, those startups, um, the whole venture capital world. We, we kind of missed that because Brian is covering big tech. Um, we've introduced this platform along with 13 other business journals in the country. We have a dedicated reporter. His name is Kevin Cummings, and he covers that entire startup ecosystem. Um, so, so, you know, as you jump on the business journal site, it's different branding, um, but you'll see NTX Inno, and it, it has grown from zero to about, I think it's 6,000 email subscribers in, in, in no time. So there is a thirst for that, um, that sort of coverage. We just are trying to ramp that up at the moment. So, so a, lot of a lot of good things happen in the newsroom. You know, I think the coolest part is that there's so much to write about here. I mean, there's, there's just, I mean, way too many things to cover. Well, on that note, if our, our listeners want to connect, connect with you if they want to connect more with uh, what you guys are doing at DBJ. How can they, how can they find you? Um, how can they see you guys on social media? What's the way to get to you guys? Yeah, Sean, I, I hope everybody will connect with us. Easiest way to find our news site is dallasbusinessjournal.com. Um, scroll to the bottom, hit about us. We're all on there. You'll meet, you can find my contact info, um, editor, all the reporters, direct emails and phone numbers. Reach out to us directly. Uh, Twitter handle is ACBJOlly. Um, so I'm an easy guy to access. If you actually pick up an old school print business journal, 
Um, you'll find the staff box in there and everybody's direct email and phone numbers are there. So you can reach out. We want to hear from you, um, certainly with news tips, but any anything you got on, on your mind, reach out to us and we're happy to connect. Well, Ali, we, we appreciate you and we appreciate the coverage. We, and we've been very fortunate to get to know your team over the years. So uh, we want to thank you for coming on and uh, hope to talk to you again. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate it. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Man, Sean, big thanks, Ollie, for coming on. Big thanks to the DBJ for doing what they do and uh, for keeping us all apprised of the situation going on in Dallas. We love business. We love business and we love Dallas. So it just seems like such a great fit, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You are strictly business, sir. All about the business. Yes. Okay, so um, we've got NCAA March Madness coming up on Friday. Um, I let me first. I'm first going to ask you who you like. I will do it that way. I'll say who do you like. Um, I've I've paid more attention over the last couple of weeks than I had, but I think I may have a, a friendly wager for you. But I, I want to know kind of where your head's at first. Man, you know, it, it's interesting. When you get to the Sweet 16, it's really, uh, it, it's go time. It's it's when the Cinderella's, are they going to stay dancing or are they going to fizzle? You know, you got, you got Oral Roberts, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the second 15 seed in a, in mm-hmm. a Sweet 16. Um, they've got Arkansas. I mean, who knows with these with these Cinderellas? You've also got, like I mentioned, Sister Jean's Loyola Chicago squad. Um, you know, I, I would have to think that they have some some power upstairs on their side. But who <laughs> I mean, they made fin- they made the Final Four the last time on their run, didn't they? That's right. That's right. They did. I don't know. You know, I caught some of the Florida State Colorado game. Florida State. They are they are lengthy. They are rangy. Tallest squad in the in the uh, in the tournament left, averaging six foot eight, average six foot eight. So um, I don't know, Sean. What do you think? I know you are a underdog kind of guy. I am. And so, with that said, if I give you the field, will you give me Baylor and Gonzaga? Yeah, absolutely. You'll take the field. I'll take the field. Okay. I will take Baylor and Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yes. <laughs> the Zags. Yes. <laughs> I'll take Gonzaga and uh, the Zags and the Bears want, from Baylor. Okay, so and wait, you take Gonzaga and the Zags now and Baylor, right? <laughs> we got three and I'll take the field. No, I'm just You kidding. take the field. Okay. 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 All right. I, I like that. Yeah. We are. This sounds like a... a this sounds like when we get back, we go downstairs, and this sounds like a good burgers and fries kind of <laughs> yeah. situation. Yeah, 
or who gets to pepper Samantha with questions when we interview her on the Well, I don't think anybody's going to want to miss out on that. That wouldn't be fair. That's right. Nobody wants to miss out on that. That's right. Well, big thanks again to, to Ollie and, uh, uh, the DBJ staff. And, uh, thank you, sir. I look forward to here's a virtual shaking on the deal. That okay, good handshake and haystack for for the winner. Um, well, again, yes, thanks, Ali, thanks, DBJ, thanks for to Jennifer Pascal for helping us get this set up. Thanks to Mary Woodleaf, our other co-owner of our firm. This podcast is an Allen Media production. Uh, we are very fortunate to have help on the production side from. Samantha Matthews, thanks to our technical engineer, Michael Zavala and NZ Studios. Uh, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. Go give us a, give us five stars. Give us a stellar review. You can find this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, pretty much any podcast platform. So please, please share this. And as Ryan said, we do have a new series coming up that is a follow-up to our Where Do We Go From Here series. So check that out too. Uh, We'll be back with more guests and we will be back to see who won the March Madness Challenge. So for Ryan Trimble, this is Sean Williams. Adios.